Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Time to think about insurance today. Is your coverage giving you the security, the freedom, and the provision that you need for your future goals? Have you got your insurance premium payment on autopilot so you aren't really conscious about what you've spent on when you're trying to decide if you need to buy another insurance plan? And what does inflation mean for insurance? So we know insurance is an important part of financial planning. It can protect you and your loved ones from the costs associated with disability, accidents, illness, death. Financial institutions are making it easier than ever to sign up for an insurance plan online, right? So it may be even more important at this stage to be able to assess and think through the strategies that tailor your insurance coverage for your needs. So let's break down the whole concept of insurance with our guest, Christopher Tan, CEO of Provident. Good morning, Chris. Hi, good morning, Michelle. It's good to be back. Chris, share with us your view of the purpose of insurance. Actually, really, insurance is for protection only because, I mean, I know a lot of people use insurance to save their money or even invest, but really, if you want to save or invest, there are plenty of other options. Uh, insurance is actually a very expensive way to save. And actually, that's why insurance is called insurance because the whole purpose is for protection. The whole purpose is to insure. And our philosophy on insurance, I mean, since 20 years ago, has always been that since insurance is for protection only, it is really an expense, not a saving. Um, so, you know, if you want to buy insurance, you buy as much insurance as you need, but you try to pay as little as you can. So there are better ways of saving and investing, and you think of insurance in terms of protection. Yeah, because, I mean, like I say, I mean, we all know that, you know, the distribution cost of insurance can be very high in mm. terms of commissions and all that. And the higher the expense, the more it eats into the returns. So insurance is not a fantastic way to save because the returns might not be enough for you. And like I say, I mean, now that the Singapore capital markets is so advanced, right. there are really a lot of options. I mean, why limit yourself to an instrument such as insurance? Mm, good point. Chris, if insurance is for protection, mainly in your point of view, what are the matrix of decisions that we should step into when deciding what kind of insurance is best for me? Yeah, so unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, when they buy insurance, they start by buying the insurance product first, and then they go back and they think about, you know, whether really I need it. But in, in our opinion, I think that before you even buy insurance, the first thing that you got to ask yourself is, how long do you need your insurance coverage for? That's the first question. The second question, then you go and calculate how much insurance do you need to buy before then deciding what type of products is suitable for that. I think that's the, the, the thought process. You start with how long you need, then how much you need before deciding what type to buy. So this comes down to how long you need in terms of your age, where your your starting point is versus your end point? Right, right. So the key question always is, do you buy it for just a while or do you buy it for your entire life? Now, it really depends on the type of coverage. So let me start first with death coverage. And the purpose of buying death coverage is to replace your income loss upon your unfortunate demise. So the first question you ask yourself if you're buying death coverage is, do you have dependents? I mean, if you don't have dependents, there is really no need for death coverage because... Unfortunately, you know, when you die, you're not going to impact anyone financially at least unless you want to give it as a gift. Mm. But of course, if you have dependents and you need death coverage, then I'll say that 
Well, you need this death coverage until your youngest dependent becomes independent or when you are retired, whichever is later. Because when you are retired, you are no longer earning an income. So you don't need this coverage. Mm-hmm. Or when you have no more dependents, then again, like I say, nobody is going to be affected by your loss of income due to death. So you don't need coverage. So if you have dependents, you buy it until your youngest dependent becomes independent or when you are retired, whichever is later. So it's a temporary need. Now, very quickly, disability coverage. Now, to buy disability coverage, the purpose is to replace income loss again due to disability. Now, your disability coverage is the same thing. You buy it until your youngest dependent becomes independent or when you are retired, whichever is later. So again, it's a temporary need. And finally, medical crisis. Now, in a medical crisis, there are two financial impacts. First, the purpose is, well, to buy insurance in the event of a medical crisis to replace loss of income because when you are very sick, you can't work anymore. So if you are buying insurance for this purpose, you need this until your youngest dependent again becomes independent or when you are retired, whichever is later. It's again a temporary need. But if you are buying insurance, Michelle, for paying off medical expenses, then you need it for as long as you live. It's a permanent need. So in short, if you're buying insurance to replace income loss, always remember it is a temporary need. The only insurance that you need it permanently is for medical coverage. Is it fair to take a step back and understand that whole life insurance carries a much higher price tag than term insurance? Definitely. For, for whole life insurance, the downside is that the premium is much higher than, say, a term insurance, but the coverage that you can buy is much lower, right? And that's why we should not first consider buying the product. We first got to ask ourselves, how long do I need? I mean, if I don't need it permanently, yeah. then we've got to ask ourselves, actually, why do we need to buy whole life coverage? Okay, and you say disability coverage can also come in this framework of figuring out, you know, how long you'll need it for. But there are people out there who are probably going to make the decision that they want to be covered for their whole lives in case there's disability. Maybe they have no kids of their own, you know, and they don't want to bother the other relatives. So, again, this is about personal preference, right? Well, first of all, we have to think about if I'm disabled today, how does it affect me, right? So if I'm working still, yes, it does affect me. I lost my income and I don't want to trouble anyone. So I need that coverage to pay me an income, you know, so Mm -hmm. that I can go on. But today, if I'm retired, right, if I'm retired, so that means to say I would have accumulated a retirement sum, regardless of whatever that amount is, Mm -hmm. but it's sufficient for you. Think about it today, today, if I'm disabled in my retirement, well... I'm not so afraid of losing my income, right? Because I am no longer earning an income in the first place and I would have accumulated a sum of money for me to retire upon. So that coverage is not necessary. In any case, insurance company covers disability coverage for up to, well, about 70 years old. So even if you want to cover it for entire, except for total permanent disability income, but those disability income protection, they cover it until 70 years old anyway, so you can't have it whole life. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but nothing to worry about, like I said, because beyond your retirement, you don't, you're not really afraid of losing the income because you're not earning an income in the first place. All right, all right. But thinking about the cost of care that comes into play when you're disabled, I think, raises many questions yeah. in people's minds. But, but I guess the, the thing here is that if you are afraid that you don't have enough money to take care of you when you are severely disabled, right? Yeah. And of course, we have the Elder Shield and, the, of course, the, the advanced version, Cash You Life and all that. Mm. That covers the whole life and that I think you must. Okay, that's great. That's great Mm. to know. Um, This is the same question that we hear whenever we do shows on retirement. People call and text and say, listen, how much do I need to retire? So same here. How much insurance does one really need? 
Yeah, so it really depends on what you need. And so I'm just going to quickly rattle off because uh, you should really speak to your advisor about this. But, well, if you want to calculate how much you need in terms of death cover, well, there's a formula. Firstly, you ask yourself the number of years you need to provide your, uh, your dependents. That's the first question, right? Multiply by the annual income that you need to give them, right? Secondly, you add the liabilities you want to pay off upon your demise, and after you have done that, you minus off your existing assets and income producing assets. So let me give you an example, right? So let's say you need to replace your income loss upon your demise for 20 years. And every year, well, you need to give them, say, 48,000 of your income, let's yeah. say. So 20 times 48,000 is about 960,000, right? And then you want to pay off your outstanding mortgage. So that says 300K. So that adds up to be about 1.26 million. Sounds like a lot, but... Well, if you minus off your existing insurance, you might have bought, you know, mortgage insurance, plus you have cash in bank, plus you have CPA that will all go out and, you know, when you are no longer around, will, be, will go to your uh, beneficiaries. Let's say it adds up to be about well, 600,000. So although you need 1.26 million minus off the 600,000, well, you just need to buy another 660K, which still is a lot, actually. Right? In terms of disability income, well, for disability income protection, it's really limited by the insurance policy. Well, the most you can buy is 70% of the income protection you want to buy. So if you want to buy $10,000 per month replacement income, the most you can cover yourself is about 75% of that. And finally, medical crisis. As I mentioned, two financial impact. So if you are buying insurance to replace your income loss, let's say one is down with cancer and cannot work, I would say the amount to buy is about three to four years of your income because three to four years' time, you are unfortunately either no longer around or you recover. So you need to cover at least that three to four years of loss of income. Mm. Finally, medical expenses, there are two kinds. One, alternative medicine, maybe buy about 100,000, 200,000 cover. And for hospitalization and surgical care, well, it all depends on your healthcare expectation, whether you want to stay in private hospital, government hospital, and all that. So that depends on your healthcare expectation. Wow, that is so concise, Chris. Thank you very much for that. I think people will be replaying that. All right, there's so many different kinds of insurance if you take a step back, right? Mm. Uh, health, disability, critical illness, life insurance, personal accident insurance. But are there key categories and types of insurance we must consider? Yeah, so, I mean, after speaking so much, you come to realize that, you know, most of our needs are actually a temporary need, as we mentioned. Death coverage, we only need it temporarily. Mm. Disability coverage, we only need it temporarily, right? And if you are buying insurance to replace your income loss due to a medical crisis, you need it temporarily. All those can be easily solved by using low-cost, cheap, term insurance. It's enough for you. And it's actually the best way to buy it because you can buy as much as you need and pay as little as you can. The only insurance that you will need whole life for is perhaps, I mentioned earlier, if you want to cover yourself to pay for alternative medicine, such as traditional Chinese medicine, yeah, then buy a small whole life policy covering maybe 100k. Mm -hmm. And then for hospitalization plan, well, every one of us, if you are Singaporean or PR, we have got MediShield Life. And if that's not enough for you, you can always upgrade it to an integrated shield plan. So that's about it. Most plans, most situations can be covered by term. A small situation like alternative medicine a whole life. And then buy a good uh, integrated plan and actually you're set for life. And really, really, if you do that correctly, I assure you, you don't have to spend so much in terms of premium and you'll be fully covered.
Okay, good to have a compass uh, in our pocket to take out when thinking about buying a new product. Um, how does one review the insurance policy? A lot of people are worried about it now because, you know, inflation and people are rethinking their relationship with money. So how do you review insurance policies which you may already have bought? Right, so if you're you listening to this and you say, oh, mine, I've got, I've got it wrong. I want to redo this, right? So <laughs> first ask yourself, if you really still need the coverage, for example, some of you who are listening to this, you may be near retirement or your children have already grown up and you don't really need that coverage, right? So if, well, that is the case, then you can consider, you can mm-hmm. consider giving up that coverage, right? Secondly, okay, if you have done your review and you realize that you may still need insurance coverage, ask yourself if this coverage is sufficient. If it's insufficient, then you may need to increase your coverage. Then, after that, ask yourself if the policies that you have currently, do they still meet your needs? Maybe things have changed. And if that's the case, then you may need to consider upgrading your coverage as well. And finally, if you need to buy new policies or increase coverage amount, key question to ask is if you can afford the premiums. Because if your budget does not allow you to, then you may need to really restructure your entire insurance portfolio, give up some you know, of your plans and replace it with cheaper plans. Right? So the review is important. And I, I just want to and I just really want to say this. I mean when it comes to insurance, mm. we really have to decide what we need. I mean, we cannot cover for all the risks, mm. right? I mean, I always joke that if we spend so much money paying for insurance premiums, mm. leaving nothing else to save towards our longer-term goals at retirement, then the only way, Michelle, to reach our goal is to die <laughs> because all our money has gone to buy insurance. It totally doesn't make sense. So please review your policies and decide what you really need or not. Yeah, don't live in fear. So when it comes to, you know, what you can do with your insurance policies, Mm. is it just about, you know, whether or not you can surrender, terminate? I mean, is selling an option? Yeah. So, yeah, please don't go away after this program and say, okay, Chris is here and telling us to surrender our policies and then I'm, I'm, I'm damned, you know, so please don't do that. Right now, if you review and you realize that you don't need your expensive whole life policy but can still afford the premium, then I'll say retain the policy because early termination always means you lose money. But if you really don't need your policy anymore or you can't cope with the premiums, there are really a few options. Firstly, if you have children consider assigning the policy to them, meaning to say you, you, you give it to them, right? Let them take over the premium payment. On your unfortunate demise, they will get the insurance proceeds. In a way, and I know it doesn't sound very right, but it's a good investment for them because you have yes. paid all your years of premium. You know, they, they just have to pay a few more, uh, 10 years, maybe 20 years before you are gone. So it is good for them. But if you don't want to do that or you don't have children, you can always go back to your insurance company and ask them to reduce the sum assured. In this way, you can reduce the premiums. Another way is to go back to the insurance company and do what we call a paid-up policy. Tell them, I want to do a paid-up. And by that, basically, what we mean is that the insurance company will calculate the existing cash values that you have accumulated, and the insurance company will then estimate how much sum assured it can sustain. So basically, your sum assured is reduced, but you stop paying premium. And again, if you don't want to do that, as you have mentioned it, uh, Michelle, you don't have to terminate yet. You can always sell it to the secondary market. There are people who are buying, sec- uh, you know, uh, secondhand policies, so-called. Yeah, but uh, some people don't like that option. And if you really don't like that option, then of course. Why don't they, they like it? Well, you know, some people feel like it's pretty morbid. It's like somebody is owning my life, 
mm-hmm. right? And as long as I live, they're not happy about it because, you know, they buy the policy, they wish you would die tomorrow, right? Because okay. their ROI is higher. So I don't like the feeling of somebody wishing me to die as early as I, you know, as I can. <laughs> so some people don't like to sell it to the secondary market for that purpose, right? Um, and if you don't like it, like I say, a final option may really be simply to surrender your policy. But again, please let me emphasize this. Giving up an insurance policy can have serious consequences because your health status might have changed and you cannot buy another policy. So please, please, before you do that, it's better to consult a trusted advisor, do your review, someone you can trust. I always say, maybe don't go back to the guy who sold you that policy because quite, it's quite unlikely you're telling to surrender. Yeah, but find someone you can trust before you decide to restructure and give up any insurance policy. Please do that. Because you may not be able to enter at the same cost that you got it at, probably. Exactly. And worse still, you cannot even insure yourself anymore because your health status has changed. Right, right. Yeah. Key questions answered. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. He's Christopher Tan, CEO of Provident. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.